Hey fellow bingers, welcome to Head Bingers in Charge. I'm Courtney. I'm Mackenzie, and today we're going to be talking about the season finale of Cruel Summer and season one of Outer Banks. We did give a recap of Cruel Summer on our last episode, but in case you missed it, Cruel Summer is set back in the 1990s when a teenage girl goes missing. The story follows two teenage girls, Kate Wallace, that girl who went missing, and Jeanette Turner, an outcast who is accused of being involved. Throughout the show, we learn more about both girls' lives, how they intertwined, and who's keeping the biggest secrets. There's a lot of secrets. Lots and lots of secrets. Uh, Outer Banks, on the other hand, is a Netflix original series that debuted last spring, right at the beginning of Quarantine, which made it a pretty popular watch for everybody. The show is set in the Outer Banks in North Carolina, and it follows a group of teenage friends from the wrong side of the tracks. The Pogues, as they're called, embark on a mission to find John B.'s missing father, and in the process, they stumble across a treasure map that brings decade-long secrets to light. What a great show. When I um, first heard about it, I was told it was a crossover between The Goonies and Dawson's Creek, and I was hooked from there. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that's a pretty good description. I mean, I've seen The Goonies. I haven't seen Dawson's Creek, but it does that whole treasure mystery aspect of the show definitely reminds me of Outer Banks. Yeah, it's definitely um, better than Dawson's Creek. I watched that and it was okay, but yeah. Outer Banks is 10 times better. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can I can totally believe that. Uh, but first, the Cruel Summer uh, finale just aired last week and I am still processing and wrapping my head around it, so please... Let's get started with Cruel Summer. Go ahead and uh, hit that button, Kens. All right, so do you have, I have so many thoughts, but what are, give me some of your first thoughts. What do you want to talk about first? So I actually listened back to our episode two of the podcast and listened to some of the fan theories and our theories. The fan theories were pretty spot on. They were, they were, which made it more fun to watch because I was watching and I was like, yeah, we knew that. Yeah, we knew that. (laughs) Yeah, we said that all those things were going to tie in the card on the bike, the gunshots that they heard. Yeah, everything came full circle, including uh, Annabelle being the gun and the Mm -hmm. gun having belonged to his father called that. I mean, not really. I can't say that I called it. We found it on Twitter, and we agreed, but yes. <laughs> still, we knew we knew Mallory was involved, so I feel we like did. we were right. And I, you know what? I was kind of mad that she just, like, Kate just forgave her. Yeah, well, you know what they say. People always do crazy things when they're in love, because, you know, oh, geez. apparently they're in love. Can we talk about that, too, for a second? Do you think they're in love, or do you think they just, like, kissed in the moment? I don't know. I feel I've been feeling for a couple episodes the the tension. Like literally, I'm sitting here watching, and I'm like, are they gonna kiss already? Like when they were in the roller skating rink, I was like, they need to make out like right yeah. now, or I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> I was like, I, I feel I feel queer baited right now if they don't kiss. <laughs> I could kind of see it, I guess, in the roller skating scenes. Yeah, I mean, sure, that's something you do for a friend, but it's also something you do for someone you're secretly in love with. <laughs> yeah, you know. When they kissed, I was literally like, I called it. I was literally screaming. I probably woke up all my neighbors, but... (laughs) You didn't say it in your theories. I didn't, no, because I guess I wasn't thinking about 
love interests and stuff because there's so much other stuff going on in the show. But mm-hmm. the whole time I was watching, I was like, oh my God, are they going to kiss? Are they going to kiss? And then when Kate and Jeanette were in the house together, I was like, wait a minute, are they going to kiss? I'm like, someone's oh going to kiss. <laughs> Kate wants to kiss someone. I just don't know who. I don't know if you got this, but like at the end when they were, when she got out of the car and they were dancing like by the train tracks or whatever, mm-hmm. I swear to God, they were going to get like hit by a car or something That's, in the street. That's that the anticipation. Yeah, that buildup, I was sitting here watching. I was watching with a friend, Cameron, shout out. Um, and we're sitting there like, oh my God, are they going to get in a car accident? They're going to get in a car accident. That's what's going to happen. I thought someone was going to come by and like shoot them. Or, I thought something was going to happen. I thought somebody <laughs> was going to get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, we were weird. thinking car accident for sure. They were like, they did, they kind of like built up the suspense in that scene like something was going to happen. I think it was the music maybe. But yeah. There was something where I was like, oh man, something's going to happen. Well, speaking of theories, I don't believe my uh, theory about Ben being in the wheelchair is correct. Yeah, I know. I was dis- not disappointed. I mean, I'm glad he's not in a wheelchair. <laughs> but I was like, darn, we almost got all of our theories correct. Uh, I think that was like the one that we were kind of really wrong about. He could still be like, like he still could be missing a leg. <laughs> he's wearing pants. So. That's true. Maybe he's, yeah, maybe he that's. Could be an amputee. That's true. Maybe that'll be... Not that I hope that he is, but why would his life be ruined if something's not wrong? Right. Right. That's true. You're, it's, it does seem a little dramatic if it's just like, oh, I don't have my strength anymore because of this car accident, you know? So yeah, right. maybe um, maybe he is, Ken's. Look at you. That could be a fun reveal for season two, you know? Mm-hmm. I also didn't know if they were going to have a season two. Because, like, where else would they go with it, you know? Like, I'm curious what they're going to actually do. Right. Well, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, let's talk about that very last scene where we find out that Jeanette... I knew we couldn't trust her. (laughs) I feel so dumb. And I was like... You were so team Jeanette. I was so team Jeanette. I mean, I love Kate, too, but I... I mean, I said it on last, last episode. I was like... Jeanette is telling the truth and blah 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 and when we found out that Mallory was the one involved I was one of those people on Twitter like haha like fuck you Mallory like team Jeanette and now I just feel like a clown I feel like a clown because she's actually she just has that look yeah creepy look yeah she is got something going on she had that look when she went into the house for the first time like you know she was like hooked off that feeling and she was like obsessed with Kate, so it was like yeah. We sh- I, don't know, I never trusted her. Yeah, we should have known from that very first episode. That scene when they're at the mall and she was like looking at Kate weird. It was so weird. I know. Well, my first thought was like, ooh, she likes her and she doesn't know what to do about it because you know I'm always thinking about gay shit, and so <laughs> <laughs> it's just the truth. Um, I believe every every character is gay until proven straight. Um, but then it just, like you said, it just got creepy. I was like, oh, no, wait. She doesn't have feelings for her. She's just weird. Like, it's just weird. Everything's weird. And you're right. She kept going back into the house. Why did she have this constant need to keep going back into the, the creepy house? creepy smile. Yeah. Oh, man. Especially at the end there. Oh. I think, you know, she got so lucky when... Um, 
Kate was realized that it was Mallory and not her, and she was like, yes, I got out of this. She was like, because she kept saying, oh, I never saw you. I never saw you. And but she, she did hear her. She didn't lie. She didn't see her. She didn't lie, but she did because she knew she was at that house, and she just let her stay there. That just makes everything so interesting. Like, the fact that she sued her for defamation of character, knowing that she's lying? Oh, man. That's messed yeah, up. Yeah, she's a terrible character. She is. She is... I don't know what the correct term is, but she's, like, psychotic. I don't know. Do you think she's going to get caught ever? I think so. I think that's probably where season two will lead. But then if she does get caught, where does this show go after that, you know? I still don't, I don't know where it's going to go now. Yeah, that's true. That's... It's a great show but to me it kind of gives me like um 13 reasons why vibes like you could make a season maybe two maybe three out of it but it's not you know like a Grey's Anatomy thing where you could keep going and going and going or you know friends went on for 10 seasons you know it's nothing like that it's definitely like a one to three season max show like I don't know how much further they can go with it you know? Yeah, I hope uh, they don't pull a Riverdale and make it go farther than it should. <laughs> yeah, yikes. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, definitely. We'll talk about Riverdale another time. Hint, hint. Um, but, yeah, I wonder if they're going to keep the same format. Like, are they going to also make this next season go over three summers or three years um, if so, that's going to put them well into college, so that'll be interesting. Um, I mean, I know they're all, you know, from a small town, and it's kind of the stereotypical thing that, you know, once you're in a small town, you never leave, so they have that kind of going for them, whereas the characters probably won't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But, again, obviously we have a lot to unravel with Jeanette, We've got the Kate and Mallory, you know, storyline that we can explore. Um, maybe there's more information about Ben and what's going to happen with him and, um, help me. Vincent? Vincent, thank you. Sorry. Yeah, what's going to happen with him and Vincent? Are they going to rekindle? Are they not? And then, of course, Jeanette and um, Jamie... Jamie, that's his name. I was about to call him Jesse. I don't know why. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think um, Jeanette and Jamie are going to be a thing know. again? I don't know. I mean, I think they are going to be a thing again, but is he going to find out the truth? And if so, is he going to think she's, you know, crazy? Or is he going to be like, no, I love you? Because he kind of seems like he's a ride or die for her. Yeah. Considering, I, I mean... I know she was proven innocent in court, but still, she's been through a lot, so, and he's still like, no, I love you. And even through all of the craziness, you could tell he was still into her, like, when they kissed in the park, come on. Like, she just got accused of, you know, leaving your girlfriend to die, and you're like, yeah, I want to kiss her still, like, that's, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I get it. I don't don't know, I don't want Jeanette to be happy, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, neither do I now. <laughs> now she's she's definitely the villain, which is very interesting, I think, how they did that. You know, they made... I think they kind of did point Mallory as the villain the whole show, and 
Turns out it's Jeanette. I want um, Jeanette's brother to have more screen time. Yeah, I definitely want more screen time for Jeanette's brother and uh, Kate's sister, too. I think uh, I wonder if, you know, she ever found out that he was the one that gave up the transcripts and what that did for Mm -hmm. their relationship. Because they were kind of cute. They were. But I guess we'll see. I'm, uh, did they announce a date for next season at all or just announce the next season? No, they just announced that they got renewed. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's be good. Interesting. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Any, uh... I wonder if um, Sarah Drew's character, I don't know her name in the show, but Jeanette's mom, I wonder if she'll... I feel like in the beginning she had a lot of screen time and then she was just kind of not there anymore. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see what a little bit more about what happened there with her parents. Because we didn't, really, if we're being honest. No, they showed, like, little snippets, but they didn't really show the full thing. Yeah, they kind of shied away from that storyline. But So it does look like there's a lot more to unwrap next season than I than you think, Ken's. Yeah, but a lot of that doesn't seem that interesting. That's true. I'm sure there will be some kind of crazy plot point in there that we don't know about yet. So That's true. There's always... Always twists and turns and secrets, right? Seems like it with this show. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited to see what season two has to bring. Um, not sure what else I'm going to watch in the meantime, because, uh, you know, that was something really exciting to look forward to Tuesday nights. But uh, maybe, uh, Ken's, you can help me out with that. I think it's time uh, for some TV news. TV news with Ken's. So first up, Netflix's Too Hot to Handle Season 2 is dropping June 23rd. That would be Wednesday, so today, for our podcast listeners. Everyone's been talking about the iCarly Revival series on Paramount+. Plus. I don't know if you've uh, heard about it, but apparently it's uh, more than PG. Whoa. So it's interesting turn on uh, iCarly. I'm excited. I've seen... Uh... A lot of the, the iCarly meme is going around. It's pretty popular now, which I think is smart on Paramount Plus's part, you know, getting everybody talking about it. Yeah, the one of Carly sitting there. Yeah, and she's drinking the soda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, last week, Handmaid's Tale season four finale. Wow. That's all I got to say about that. Court doesn't watch that, but for all the uh, Handmaid's Tale fans out there, that finale was incredible. Looking forward to season five. Hopefully they announce that date soon. Uh, unfortunately, Manifest got canceled after three seasons on NBC. Netflix is in talks for picking it up. So I know fans are trying for that really hard because they left us on a cliffhanger. And of course, Outer Banks season two is set to premiere on July 30th on Netflix. Yeah, it's coming up pretty soon. Well, uh, about a month away. So that's why uh, we definitely want to take this next segment to refresh you know talk about season one uh it's been a while so uh gonna have a lot of holes in my memory here (laughs) um but we're gonna talk about it uh some of the key points uh things we're hoping happen season two maybe make some predictions and let's uh let's talk about outer banks kens yeah let's do it so um overall um great show like we talked about good mix of the Goonies and Dawson's Creek. Uh, I think it's fun how the show is, you know, about friendship, but it's got 
that mystery tie into it with the whole treasure and the treasure map and this, uh, uh, you know, urban legend of there's this treasure and people thought it was false for years, but there are also people that have, you know, died trying to discover it. And then, you know, these bunch of teenagers just stumble across all of these pieces to completing, you know, the puzzle. Um, it's very interesting, I think, you know, because you get all the different dynamics, the relationships between the Pogues and the Kooks, which essentially the Pogues are um, the people that live on the other side of the tracks, aka the poor section. Hardworking. The hardworking, yeah, the blue collars, you know, mm -hmm. and the Kooks are the rich folk that live on the right side of the tracks as john b would say the uh the pogues are the ones with two jobs and the kooks are the ones with two houses it's a good summary there we go thank you john b said it first boom um so maybe let's talk about some of our favorite kooks i'm oh, sorry kooks <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep that in there <laughs> no i'm not keeping that in there i'm cutting that it's fun I know. It'll okay. be a blooper. Yeah. It'll be a blooper. You're welcome. If you're seeing this, it's a blooper. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about some of our favorite poogs. Uh, we'll start with the leader of the pack. <laughs> you, you did it again. <laughs> what did I say? It's the <laughs> It's the pogues, not the poogs. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> the pogues the pogues okay pogues 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 so yeah let's talk about some of our favorite pogues uh i guess we'll start with the leader of the group john b how do you feel about john b john b is amazing i think they made him a very likable character i think it's a, a little unrealistic that he's supposed to be like a 17 year old because he looks like he's like 30 but fair enough that's most television shows <laughs> yeah I don't think he looks 30, but he definitely looks in his 20s. Um, but yes, I agree that they made him very likable. Um, he's a nice guy. Um, he, he, you know, it's kind of like, honestly, like Aladdin vibes, you know? Like, he's poor, which, you know, leads him to do things that aren't necessarily correct, but that doesn't make him a bad person. Mm -hmm. You know, and the story's told kind of from his his perspective almost. Uh, like he's kind of the main character. So I think the writers do a very good job of making him likable, even though, you know, he's always, him and his friends are always stealing things or running from the law or getting in trouble, skipping school. Um, but yeah, I think the writers do a really good job of making them likable even though they have those not necessarily likable characteristics yeah definitely um i'd like to talk about jj i was just gonna say <laughs> he might be my favorite really yeah i think he's had a really hard life mm -hmm. and it's really sad yeah and that scene in the hot tub where he's like breaking down yeah that was so sad and like his dad beating him yeah i just feel for jj Absolutely. Like I said, they did a really good job of making these characters likable. It's, you know, it just goes to show that sometimes 
you're just a product of your situation, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, all they're really trying to do is live their lives, you know, and enjoy summer, enjoy friendship. And, you know, this gold could potentially turn their lives around. You know what I mean? I mean, John B is now fatherless, you know, we, his dad, they find him dead after being missing, searching for the treasure. So John B is fatherless and, you know, JJ is essentially parentless as well. And, you know, Pope is trying to go to college and has no money, of course. So, you know, this treasure could really turn everything around for them. And it's just wild to me that, you know, there are kooks that are, did I say it right? Yeah, you did. Okay. (laughs) There are kooks that are trying to go after this treasure, even though they have everything that they could ever need. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the point of Ward going for it when he has a mansion? Exactly. He literally, like, king of the kooks almost, and he just needs more, right? Yep. So, um, do you want to talk about Key? Yeah. What do you think about Key? I like Key. Um, she's an environmentalist, so totally, totally team Key. Yeah. We love that. You, you and Key would be good friends. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting. Uh, they show that she kind of is half Pogue, half Kook, and you know she had that whole relationship with Sarah prior. Yes, that was very and a very interesting reveal. That one kind of happened early on, but yeah, we found out that she's actually a Kook. Her parents have money, but she prefers hanging out with the Pogues. Yeah, which is cool. She's definitely a very dynamic character. Yeah. I like her a lot. Um, I like, I follow her on TikTok. I do as well. Because, you know, she's on my team. So, <laughs> got to support, you know, she pops up on my For You page. She's absolutely gorgeous. So, um, definitely enjoy seeing her come up on my For You page. That's me shooting my shot. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Pope? Pope. Pope's cool. He's a dork. Yeah. He's a... Uh... Seems to be drug along into a lot of this stuff, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I like Pope. Yeah, you could, you could tell he's like the good kid of the bad kids. Yeah, definitely. Like he's always the one that's like, "Wait, guys, I don't know if this is a good idea." But by the time he says that, it's already done. <laughs> right. So yeah, he's definitely uh, loyal to his friends. Mm-hmm. Like I like the yeah. whole Pogue crew. So yeah, definitely big fan of the pogues what about the kooks though i mean obviously we like sarah yes correct we do like sarah her and john b totally ship it 100 percent. hopefully uh nothing happens to them well you know something's gonna happen will they survive it is the question they will yeah you think so they survived a hurricane in the ocean so <laughs> they did which is that was that finale we'll talk about that finale in a second but that finale oof um what do you think about rafe rafe uh he sucks yeah rafe is the worst i can't stand him yeah i know he shot officer what was her name officer peterman peterkin 
Officer Peterkin, yeah. And blamed John B. And now he's trying to help the police find John B. Messed He's like up. Jeanette Turner. Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you know, just one of those things where rich people get whatever they want and rich people, you know, it's very easy for them to have law enforcement in the palm of their hands, so. Yeah. Honestly, I hate pretty much the entire Ward family. Yep. Except for Wheezy. Wheezy and Sarah. We like Sarah. Yeah. So yeah. just the... Oh, well, besides that. Yeah, just the ladies. Yeah, well, not the mom. And we... Yeah, we don't include the stepmom in, in part of the family. No. She's not a real Cameron. Um, but yeah, speaking of the Cameron family, what about Ward, the villain of the show? Yeah, I don't like him. Um, seems to always have it out for John B. Obviously, we find out that he's the one that killed his dad, so it makes sense. He doesn't want him snooping around definitely i think they do a good job of making him a good villain i think they did a good job of uh like i didn't guess that it was him like i remember watching and not knowing that ward was a bad guy at first you know well, he was uh, always, took me a couple episodes he was always kind of off he know. was but i remember not being suspicious like right away you know yeah i don't know I, I mean, obviously, between Ward and Rafe, they're both, they're both villains of the show, and they're both equally terrible people. So, if something awful happens to them next season, won't be mad. That's all I'm gonna say on that. <laughs> what do you think about Topper, though? Uh, definitely didn't like Topper at first. Mm-hmm. Still don't really like him, but when I think it was in the finale when. He went up to the church, and John B. and Sarah told him that it was Rafe that killed the cop, and he kind of helped them out by pretending to be John B. Yeah. So maybe he's going to turn around. Yeah. But I think there's an... Time will tell. Yeah, I think there's an interesting character arc coming for him in season two. You know? I think uh, he's a good person deep down. He, Mm -hmm. you know, again... Same way as the Pogues kind of fall victim to their lifestyle. It, you know, I guess it happened for Topper too. You know, he just acts the way all his friends act and the way his family acts. But I think deep down, he must be a good person. Otherwise, why would he help them out, you know? Yeah, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. We can completely trust him yet. Yes, that's true. We'll have to see. Maybe that was a ruse to gain their trust a little bit. Yeah. I wonder how they're going to handle, like, season two. Like, is it just going to be them in the Bahamas, like Sarah and John B., and then show, like, parts of the Pogues in the Outer Banks, or if it's, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question, because the finale, let's talk about the finale for a few minutes here, was uh, pretty wild. There was a lot to unpack there. The helicopter, they, uh, Ward got the helicopter full of gold and sent it off to the Bahamas, John B. and Sarah almost caught it. Uh, the cops showed up and tried to take Ward down finally, but then Rafe showed up and shot the cop, and then they framed John B. for it. A whole wild mess. Yep, and they were on the run again. Uh-huh, and Key and Key and Pope kissed. What? Okay. Like, just all kinds of wild stuff happening in the finale. I, so, am, I am not a fan of Pope and Key. No? No. And I know much of Twitter will agree with me when I say that uh, JJ and Key are going to be Endgame. 
Really? Yeah. I'm a fan of Key and Sarah for Endgame, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm come on. You're Sarah and John B. I know. I'm so Sarah and John B. <laughs> totally Sarah and John B. I was just kidding. Um, but, yeah, also, uh, yeah, they're always on the run down to that boat chase, which led with Sarah and John B. riding into a hurricane because they yeah, had no was... other way out. Also very unrealistic that they survived that, but, you know, Goonie style. Yeah, there's, like, you know, a one in a million chance, and they're the one, you know? Mm-hmm. Bad odds, but still possible, right? Yeah, they love how they're just, like, floating next to the boat. Yeah. See, that's why I can't go to Vegas, because that's how I think when I gamble. Like, the odds are really bad, but they're still odds, right? It's not impossible. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is why I have no money. Um, but yeah, I can't believe, well, I can believe that they survived, but. And then what are the odds that the boat is going to the Bahamas that they get on? Yeah, well, that was just the writing. I think there was, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to make it easy for yourself when you're writing a show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the writer, who whoever they are, I honestly don't know, but they got themselves out of a lot of things, you know, like. They got John B. out of that house of the friends. I forget the friend's name, but, you know, he was trapped in a laundry room and he got out of there, you know. They got out of a hurricane. They survived uh, hanging out on a buoy for, uh, I don't know, God knows how long, you know. So sometimes you just got to make it easy for yourself. Where's this boat going? It's going to the Bahamas. And I think, like, they also did that ending the way they did it because at the time they didn't know if they were going to have a season two so like Mm -hmm. usually a show would probably just end with them going into the hurricane and like you not knowing if they survived it or not right that's a good point But then because they kind of gave closure which is you know appreciated for the fans because if it would have ended after season one you would have at least known that they survived and that they were going to the bahamas right you know exactly yeah and that's the thing with these shows that put out a whole season and then have to wait to see if they get renewed it's like they can't they shouldn't leave on too much of a cliffhanger like you mentioned that manifest show that ended on a cliffhanger and now the show gets canceled like that sucks for people that enjoy watching tv you know and netflix does that all the time with their original shows they just do like a season and then they just cancel which really annoying yeah well the only way to see if people like it is to try it out but then at least you know the writing is definitely good in that aspect because, like you said, we kind of got that f- finale feel and, like, had a little bit of a cliffhanger, but not enough to, like, you know, make you lose sleep over. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if it would have just ended with them going into the storm and not knowing if they were alive or dead, that would be one to lose sleep over. Right. You know? Yeah, especially because it's been so long in between seasons. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I think COVID had a lot to do with that, delaying filming yeah. and everything. But I also think COVID was good timing for them because that show debuted like almost right at the beginning of quarantine, if I remember correctly. So yeah, it was April. Ev- yeah, yeah, everyone was watching it. Everyone was talking about it because no one had anything else better to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So who knows if it would have taken off if that weren't the case. So True. I think it probably still would have because of... It's a good show. It is a good show, but I don't think... Not it, that many people would have had time to watch te- television, so... Yeah, and I don't think it would have been, like... I mean, and again, 
you keep up with all this stuff and I don't, but it wouldn't have been like first on my radar. I would have been like, Outer Banks, what's that about? I don't care. But then when you see everybody talking about it at the same time, because everybody's at home watching it at the same time, you're like, oh man, I want to watch this, you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I think it's time to play a little game here, Ken's. Yeah. Let's play I haven't played it. a game yet this episode, so you got a, you got a good game for us today? Yeah. Today we're going to play... Whose quote is it anyway? All right, so we're going to play Whose Quote Is It Anyway? I am just going to read a quote from the show Outer Banks, and Courtney is going to guess who said the quote. I am. I'm going to guess every single one correctly. Yeah, we'll see how good her memory is. Oh, my memory is awful. <laughs> I'm going to be so bad think, at this. I think our uh, listeners know that by now. Yeah, I think I've said it at least twice every episode, but I just want to remind people. <laughs> It's a character flaw. Yeah. I'm going to keep track of my points. Okay. All right, so we'll start off easy. Did you just yeet over that chain? Oh, Sarah. Yeah. That's my favorite quote from the whole show. <laughs> Did you just <laughs> yeet over that chain? <laughs> That's. I was watching Outer Banks first, and I was up to that episode, which I think was like four or five episodes in. And Courtney heard that quote, and she said, oh, I want to watch this show. And then we started it from the beginning again. <laughs> That's literally how it happened, because I remember when you started watching it, I was like, I don't want to watch this. And then when she said that, I was like, yo, this show's funny. I want to watch yeah. it. <laughs> and then I had to start over and catch up. All right, we're going to go with, um, I can't let you take the blame for something I did. You've got too much to lose. Ooh. I can't let you take the blame for something. Um... I'm going to go with Key. No, that was JJ. JJ. I was between Key and JJ because it was about Pope, right? Correct. Yeah, I knew it was about Pope. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did they do? They did something. I forget what they did, to be honest. Oh, well, that makes me feel better. Something with uh, that that night with the fire and the movie, right? Yeah, Maybe. Oh, yeah, didn't he beat up that guy? And then JJ went to jail or something. But Pope went to jail for him? I forget. No, I think JJ went to jail for Pope the first time, but then Pope, like, repaid the favor. Oh, the jet ski! Oh, he stole the jet ski. He sunk the jet ski. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'm one for two. That's not bad. All right. We're in the middle of Kooklandia. This is the last place I want to be. Mm, key nope oh man it was pope pope ah dang it i'm so bad at this (laughs) denial's underrated you should try it sometime it's highly effective and it's only denial if you're wrong um sarah no that was a john b quote a john b quote okay Okay, John B. with the smarts. You hang out with trash, you get dirty. Okay. This gives me Topper or Rafe vibes. I'm going to go with Topper. It's actually Ward. Oh, man. Okay. I mean, that makes sense also, but for some reason I was thinking Rafe or Topper. Darn. Okay. This one's really funny. Oh, just give me that John D. already. Um, 
I feel like that has to be no. <laughs> yeah, Sarah? No. <laughs> no. It was funny if it was Sarah. It was JJ. <laughs> JJ. Dang it. I was thinking, I was like, that sounds like something JJ would say making fun of John B. He made, was making fun of Key because she like had a crush on John B. And like after she left, she was like saying like, oh, be careful. And he was like, oh, just give me that John D already. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I remember now. Wow. Okay. I'm one, one for six. That's not bad. You love being seen with me, but you don't love me. Topper. No, Sarah said that to Topper. Ah. Oh. Dang it. Okay. All right. Well, I had the right couple. You did. You did. I'd for sure put his skull into the ground, but like I said, I'm not a jealous guy. I don't really care at the end of the day. Topper. Yeah. Okay. Whew. Nailed He's, it. He said that to who he thought was Sarah, but it was her little sister under the covers pretending to be her. <laughs> that's, oh, that's right. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, that is awkward. Um, I was on the math team. Pope. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they were... <laughs> trying to throw rocks up at the window and care was like didn't didn't you did you play baseball at all and he was like no i was on the math team <laughs> <laughs> that's funny good for you pope all right when people get close to me i feel trapped and i bail and i blame them for it john b no that was JJ. sarah sarah oh she said I'm that so to um bad. i believe she said that to key when she was talking about how their friendship ended. She doesn't like when people get close to her. Right. That makes sense. Kooks versus Pogues. They always win. Always win. JJ. Yep. Ooh, nailed it. I could just hear it in his voice. I don't know why. I don't remember the scene or the moment or the reference, but I could just hear it in his voice. How many uh, quotes it was that? What's your count? That was 11. All right, let's do one more to make it an even 12. Okay. Our mission this summer is to have a good time all the time. Okay. I feel like that's definitely a poog. A poog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like that's definitely a pogue. I feel like it's got to be John B. or JJ. It gives me John B. or JJ vibes. It does not give me Pope vibes. Because I feel like he's not just worried about having fun. He's also worried about school. Um, I'm leaning towards JJ, but I'm thrown off because you just gave me a JJ quote, which makes me want to say John B, but I'm not. Okay, I'm going to go with John B. Correct. Oh, I got it. Two for 12, right? Two? I got five. Oh, <laughs> all right. Five out of 12. Not bad. Almost 50%. <laughs> Almost 50%. Not bad. That's not bad. Considering this aired last April? Not this past April. Last April. Yeah. I feel like that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, uh, I think maybe we should rewatch season one before season two comes out. Most and definitely. All, all of our listeners should maybe do the same. And if you haven't watched Outer Banks season one, definitely recommend it. Absolutely. You should try to watch it before season two. Yeah, it's a really great show. Definitely recommend it. Um, next episode, uh, kind of hinted at it a little bit <laughs> earlier, but next episode here on Headbingers in Charge, uh, we're going to be talking about Riverdale, 
which I know everyone has a love-hate relationship with Riverdale. <laughs> the As do we. The hate being, you know, most of the plot, the love being Cole Sprouse. <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to see what's going on. We're They're in their mid-season finale right now, so, you know... We want to see what he, what we think is going to happen for the rest of the season. Um, and then we're also going to talk about the Binger Games, which is coming up soon on July 14th. Uh, we're going to tell you guys all about it since we keep saying Binger Games and you guys probably have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, but we do that on purpose. We want you to think about it. And we're really excited to tell you all about it uh, next week. We drop new episodes every Wednesday, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at HeadBingersPod. Yeah, thank you all for listening, as always, and keep on binging. Don't wanna hold-